With that introduction, we are live with Coach's Corner. And we've we, got, live. we, <laughs> we live. Uh, we've got Brandon Stanley, the uh, younger brother of Santuan Stanley, our fearless leader here. So we will let him introduce himself, what he does, why he's here, and what he has to say. So uh, my name is Brandon Stanley, as Anthony would just uh, introduce me. I'm a physical therapist, I'm currently working in private practice, but I do have uh, interest in specialist or specialization in orthopedics and sports. And so I'm here because these awesome coaches asked me to. <laughs> It's so relaxed that's, that we're not even your, worried about being professional. That's your introduction? Okay. You know, I almost said sports. <laughs> sports. The, the, uh, the trivia night. We <laughs> like sports. No, but, you know, it's uh, it's awesome. You know, it's awesome to have my uh, little and only brother on this podcast. Uh, you know, we, we built our careers around fitness, uh, sports, and stuff like that we didn't make it pro so now we're helping the next <laughs> train of uh, athletes make it pro i'm more on the strength and conditioning side i don't know why i say more on that's what i do strength and conditioning side and he's more on the sports medicine side of it so it's awesome to have that great combo i wish and i'm not going to get in trouble for saying this but i wish you would have waited a little bit and we could have had a facility together but that's no here nor there. <laughs> that would have been too much to have two of you in there uh, Stanley Brothers. Oh my God. <laughs> Stanley, Stanley Brothers conditioning. No, 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 no. Stanley Brothers sports. 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 Uh. All right, let's get into this thing. So, um, like we said, you know, we got Brandon Stanley this week. Uh, he is a physical therapist, so we're going to talk a lot about physical therapy when it comes to sports and when it comes to you know uh, prehab, rehab, that type of stuff. So. A lot of times you hear us always talking about what we're doing as intervention, um, you know, and there are times that athletes or regular people, I hate to say that, regular, pe regular people, general population um, that love, uh, not love, but they will get injured and you have to go see somebody um, to make sure you fix your injury. Like we can do the basic style stuff that I've learned throughout the years and not just I, but uh, Lester and Ann as well, um, as far as certain things that we do in the weight room um, to prevent, you know, preventive exercises such as band TKEs, um, interior, exterior rotations, uh, rotator cuffs, uh, scat push-ups. A lot of times if you see our videos, you'll see a lot of that type of supplemental exercises in between our main lifts um, because we're, you know, obviously, like I said, we are injury prevention, but at times our athletes will get injured so they need to go to somebody and a physical therapist is actually one of the categories that we will send them to. So it is a great deal to have my brother on. So I'm going to let him take it away again. And, you know, uh, he did introduce himself, but talk about your background, talk about how you got started, how you chose physical therapy, um, because I think you were like me, too. You had a goal of trying to be an athlete first and then you was like, crap, now I got to choose a career. So talk about that. Oh, and if you say anything wrong, I already have your uh, resume and history up here. So uh, <laughs> I've already fact-checked you. Awesome. Sounds great. Um, so, yeah, like as, as Antoine said, uh, growing up in Myrtle Beach, I participated in numerous sports. But the one that was most organized I was in was uh, track and field. I love track. Um, 
learned a lot from track, learned a lot of life skills. I went to college and ran track and that's where I learned about physical therapy because for some odd reason, I couldn't keep myself healthy. I think I had literally pulled over the four years I was there, I pulled like just almost about most of the major leg muscles at some point in time. And I had a stress fracture in my leg and I ended up hanging out with a lot of the athletic trainers and meeting the physical therapist that was employed by the school. And, you know, when you spend a lot of time in a treatment room, you're kind of like, oh, okay, this is something I can do. This looks pretty chill because, you know, I don't think I'm winning a gold medal anytime soon because I can't leave the training room. So <laughs> it's like one of those kind of heart to heart moments in life. But um, I'm actually glad, you know, that I did find this field because it's pretty self-rewarding, you know. I actually do enjoy when I get like some of the younger athletes because I get to live through them for at least about a good three months, you know, or however long we do a rehab. I'm like living through them like, hey, you got to stick to it. Ignore this. I was trying to give them advice because I remember growing up, <clears throat> I had people that try to give me that same advice. And, you know, sometimes you're kind of like, I mean, how you see me lately? Like, dude, I'm, I'm like the next best thing coming around. Like, I don't need your advice. I'm good. I'm fine. And look at me now. Clearly didn't work out. <laughs> it's like, I'm a PT. <laughs> but um, so, I mean, all that stuff was pretty cool. I ended up, uh, took a year off after undergrad to kind of figure out life a little bit, shadowed even more physical therapists to make sure it's something I wanted to do. And uh, that led me to go into Campbell University, shout out Fighting Camels, if anybody knows where that at. It's in the sticks in North Carolina, good old Bowie's, Bowie's Creek. Got some of the best camels. What a great mascot. Fighting camels. You know, don't pick on Gaylord. By the way, the camel's name is Gaylord. It's a pretty awesome camel. Or I wasn't going to say guy, but I really don't even know if he was a guy or a girl. Doesn't matter. <laughs> but camels wow. are pretty awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, I graduated from there in 2018. And I spent the past two years now uh, practicing with uh, Professor Rehabilitation Services. I have an uh, office down in Longs. So, Way up there. Yeah, you know, right <laughs> out. We, oh, if anyone's like wondering, this is all true. Um, I have his resume up right now. So he many, did go to Campbell. <laughs> how many, uh, talk about, um, before we move on, sorry, I'm gonna push the conversation a little bit. Uh, uh, how many facilities do y'all have, uh, locations? Um, we currently have nine offices right now spread throughout the Grand Strand. We stretch as far as Polly's Island all the way to Longs. Uh, that's where I'm at. You know, we have pretty much office in every major town slash city. Um, that's even including Carolina Forest and uh, Market Commons area. We also have Surfside, Myrtle Beach, Conway, Little River, and oh, I think I got everybody. Polly's you know, Island and Prince Creek. Ah, uh, Prince Creek. I'm sorry. I wow. I got you. Rich is going to get you on that one. He's back checking on the resume. I hope Rich isn't watching because he's going to be like, he's probably going to take you back to the lesson board uh, and be like, how many facilities do we right have? <laughs> you know, I wasn't counting on my fingers. Here. I, gotta, I got yelled at last time because I didn't do enough research. So <laughs> doing it now. I think you're doing great, Ant. Oh, thanks, Lester. All, All right. right. So. So what, um, all right, so why is physical therapy important? So uh, I think uh, a lot of times the society is kind of a little bit unaware as to what physical therapists could do. So hopefully I can help bridge that gap today. Um, at times when you hear physical therapy, so let me just ask you guys, when you guys hear physical therapy, what's like the first thought that comes in your head? 
go one by treatment. one. Injury. Injury. Okay. So, yes, physical therapists can help in those avenues, but not only with treating injuries or um, treating like, you know, working with you after surgery, we can also help with treating you before the injury. Like if you're training for a competition, it's never a bad idea to have a physical therapist in your corner. And just because you're seeing a physical therapist doesn't mean you're like messed up or you're going to be uh, or you're not expecting to do well if you actually look at some of the top athletes we have in all across all the sports they all have a physical therapist in their corner i mean i think they even said i, I can't i don't know anthony might have to check the numbers on this but uh i think they said lebron spent like almost like a million per year yeah. Yeah. on and then yeah, like a good chunk of that was actually going towards like his physical therapist and travel and all kinds of stuff like that because he had a pretty significant back injury i believe it was in 2012 when he was with the heat yeah and that, that almost like derailed his career. A lot of people don't realize that how serious that was. But, you know, him working with that physical therapist helped get him back on track to the guy we know. I mean, I'm not going to say he's the greatest of all time, but, you know, I think he's pretty high up there. Calm down, Lester. We'll have that discussion another day. <laughs> <laughs> but going back to that in that sense, too, uh, one thing, like, I've learned, especially over the years and the time I've spent in physical therapy, is – I actually would have benefited from having a physical therapist in my corner when I was an athlete myself. Um, being a runner, there's a lot of things I, I did. Your connection is going really slow. Who? Who, me? I'm going slow. Can you hear me? Yeah. I mean, I, I hear you. Oh. It's just okay. Antoine. Oh. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Maybe it's just mine. Okay, <laughs> my bad. Keep going. <laughs> oh, and, and since we have that pause, um, Travis actually commented and said, uh, Fusion is coming for you. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> my take I, on takers. <laughs> no fear over here. I love a good competition. But um, I mean, that's kind of like the the standpoint of like I know Santuan looks at it like this when it comes to other gyms. We actually prefer other good gyms in the area versus like a lot of the bad ones that may be out there. Mm -hmm. We like good competition because that means people are getting good quality coaching. It keeps us I'm on our, on our toes, too, man. If we don't yeah. know our stuff. I mean, it pushes us to be better, so. The biggest thing with us is, like, just trying to show why we're different. And, I mean, that's the same thing with physical therapists. Because because this is actually going to – this actually works well because it's going to go into my next question. Because I actually learned throughout the years, you know, talking to you, talking to Travis as well, uh, when he's bringing Fusion in with the gym, uh, next to the gym, um, coming very soon. So, watch out for that. This summer, uh, Fusion's coming into town. <laughs> Um, but um, but I think uh, a lot of people don't realize that physical therapists actually kind of, how would you say it? Like they master in a certain style of physical therapy. And a lot of people kind of group physical therapy all the same. Like it's just, they're going to give me some stretches. I got to go a certain number of times a week or I got to go a certain uh, months, you know, because my doctor said prescribed it, blah, blah, blah. But so talk about like what what is kind of like your philosophy philosophy that's what the word i was looking for what is kind of like your philosophy your your teaching with uh physical therapy and how that differs from other techniques that are out there as well too so um i try to stay as well-rounded as i possibly can but i am more geared towards orthopedics and sports and especially with using manual therapy um i do believe 
So I, I do want to say this too, because physical therapy is a very broad field and the same how, same way how like people can get be confused about like what you're looking for at physical therapy. I always tell people, imagine it's like you're shopping for, you know, a coach. So we'll, we'll use that for example. All right. So you guys coach different sports, right? Mm-hmm. If I want to be better at volleyball, you know, I could go to Anthony and be like, Hey, can you coach me and teach me how to be better at volleyball? Or would I go to somebody that is a swimming coach and be like, Hey, can you make me better at volleyball? <laughs> There's still a coach, but you know, physical therapy is the same way. You know, you have some physical therapists that are better at sports. You have some that are better at orthopedics, some that are better at pediatrics, some that are better at acute care, cardiology, that kind of stuff. So I always try to encourage the community to look for like find the one that you're looking for. Like when you're in the grocery store, you don't just be like, oh, I need rice. So you just grab a bag of rice. Like you get the one you want. So you need to treat your healthcare the same way. So if you're looking for a PT that's gonna, all right, so like, so San Antonio, I use you for example, you, you weight lift, you do Olympic style lifting. Would you want a PT that does P, that does PEDS, pediatric care? No, absolutely. No, no. Cause they just gonna tell me to stop lifting. Uh, hopefully not but (laughs) but but the the thing is uh, a lot of times I think people choose the wrong PT or they choose the wrong area to go to so I always do encourage people to try to find the one that specializes in the area so like for instance with uh, what I do like with sports I keep it pretty broad there are some sports I'm maybe not that familiar with but I also tell patients that too so they're aware in case there's something else that they're looking for but that doesn't mean I can't help them. It just means I need to work harder and do some more background work to work on things like my golf swing. You know, as you guys saw the other day, <laughs> there's a lot of work that needs to be done with that golf swing. As long as there's a netting on the end of it, we're fine. I mean, for me, I think that goes back to um, professionalism and knowing your limits as well. Cause yes, people are coming into like a PT office or a gym expecting one thing and they might be, might be at the wrong place for what they're looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, but as a professional, I think it's important for us to know where our limits are as well. Mm-hmm. So there's oftentimes, you know, I get someone come in and they are wanting me to diagnose them with something. And I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm not a doctor. I can't diagnose mm-hmm. you with anything. That happens um, way too much for me too. Yeah, I'm I, I that that's a limit for me. Like I can't I can't help you with that. Um so when to refer, I guess would be the where it's important for a coach or another physical therapist to know when should you be referring someone to someone else? Mm-hmm. Um I think that's just a big one for me whenever I think of being a professional in this kind of field. And Travis really? Travis actually commented again about um with the the TPI certifications with golf, funny, um, but with uh, the CSCS as well, along with all the other you know board certifications for PTs, um, I know this has always been a you know, good debate topic: is how far do you go as a PT into the strength and conditioning side, and then how far do you go as a strength and conditioning, you know, coach into the PT side? Like we don't need a multi disciplinary professional as much as we need a bigger knowledge base 
Right. You know, and you always um, see the, we, we don't want strength coaches being physical therapists and we don't want physical therapists being strength coaches, but and that's, that's where there I is say a lot of great help to it. it. There is that. And, but that's why I say knowing your, your limits, mm-hmm. um, like, yes, you do want to be real well-rounded as a coach and there should be some things you should be able to help people out with. Um, but also knowing where your knowledge ends is just important to me. Right. Um, so to, to sort of answer both of those questions, I would say when it comes to knowing when to refer out, I would always caution you guys anyway, just being careful with, to be honest with you, you probably shouldn't diagnose anybody because sometimes people take those diagnoses to heart and they run with that for like the rest of their life. And be like, <laughs> I, I can't tell you how many people they'd be like, yeah, my back slipped out back in 73. And I'm like, no, <laughs> it doesn't work like that. <laughs> you all know somebody that's like that. That's why you're laughing. because <laughs> Like, I, I know somebody will say that. Um, my back, spinal. <laughs> Uh, I, I would say that, so when it comes to knowing when to refer somebody, if their, we'll just say their aches or pain is lasting longer than 48, 72 hours, or say you notice it's getting progressively worse, or say you say you took, you saw someone take a really hard fall and they sprained the ankle really bad, it's not a bad idea to refer them out or tell them to go get checked out whether preferably probably not urgent care because sometimes they can be very hit or miss with whoever's in there. Um, ERs are also so-so, but cool thing is there is direct access in the state of South Carolina with physical therapy. They can at least go and have a PT take a look at them for a quick 15 minute consult. And the thing about the PT education is we do spend quite a bit of time on like differential diagnosis and where we're not truly diagnosing the person, but we can give somebody a pretty good idea of what they're looking at, what they're dealing with, if something else needs to take place. Mm-hmm. So it's not a bad idea to tell someone, hey, you know, go check out this PT. They usually do free consults. I just, I believe just about every PT office in this area does free consults. Um, so you actually do have a lot more access to physical therapy than what people actually realize. Mm-hmm. And even to like add a story to the like, Less are you talking about, and you know, well, what we're discussing right now is, you know, diagnosing something and saying what you should do and where you should go. Um, it was actually one time, Santuan, actually both of you had to take care of my athletes for me because I couldn't get there fast enough. I had a kid that um, collapsed during a cross country meet, and I had to like they're they're trying to flag me down. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm not, one, I'm not an athletic trainer. I hope you all know that. And they're like, mm-hmm. well, we need you over here. You have the most knowledge out of anyone here. And I'm thinking, that's, one, that's not good. But no. <laughs> I've run over and, you know, the kid had, like, it wasn't a severe cardiac issue. But it was just, there was so much, you could just tell there's so much stress on his heart that he panicked and kind of, like, almost had a panic attack. I almost, what about they, like, anxiety attack, panic yeah. attack, yeah. And so it was just like, you know, I'm looking like, you know, come on, relax. Let's take a deep breath. Let's stand up. You know, you're, you're moving, you're functioning. And it was really just, uh, I just want to get them calm and just say, hey, easiest thing you can do, go to the ED. It's the easiest thing you can do because I can't tell you what it is, but if it's anything about the heart, go to the ED, handle it. And you need to find a specialist that will be able to tell you and they'll see you immediately when you walk in and say, Oh, we're having a cardiac issue. 
So mm-hmm. that was for me, I was like freaking out because I'm thinking, I even told them, this is my personal opinion. I am not allowed to tell you what to do, but from just personal experience, this is the course of action I took. So that's where it got like you, you feel like you have to help that person, but at the same way, you have to cover your backside. Yeah. And it's all in the wording. Well, I think it's important as well. So, for example, like we just talked about how coaches have limits, but I think doctors as well have limits. I mean, physical therapists, I think, are right there in the middle where they have a great knowledge base of strength and conditioning and the doctor side of things as well. Um, so I much re- I much prefer someone go to a physical therapist over a doctor because I think doctors are just, especially like just generic doctors that don't specialize in anything. I'm not a huge fan. Um, but I have my, my boss at work, um, my day job, he actually had back surgery. And his doctor told him, like, he should no longer lift weights. He shouldn't squat. He shouldn't deadlift or anything like that. Well, he went and found him a good coach, and he started squatting. He started deadlifting. And now he says he feels so much better from when he wasn't squatting and deadlifting. Like, and that's what happens whenever you find yourself a good coach um, that knows how to work around. Um, but obviously, he was far enough out of his surgery to where the coach could work with him because a coach isn't going to work with someone fresh out of back surgery. Um, that's just not going to happen. Then you need to be more along the lines of a physical therapist. But, um, he said once he got back into working out, he started feeling so much better. So everything a doctor tells you, like, I'm just talking to these generic doctors, they're, they're not all knowing either. Um, so they also have lines that, that sometimes that they don't realize they shouldn't be crossing as well. Um, I think those lines are across the board um, with just about any profession you're you're looking at. There's a line that they may not know that they shouldn't be crossing, that they may be crossing when they, they're giving you some information. So I advise getting multiple opinions from multiple people, from multiple professionals before going for certain, oh, yes, my life is over. I can't do X, Y, and Z anymore. So. So one thing I would add to all that, <clears throat> even with the, so some PTs have a good background with strength and conditioning. I won't say all PTs because there are some PTs that, you know, exercise might not be their thing. Um, I know for myself personally, because I always had that whole, you know, athlete lifestyle in the past that it's always been something I pay attention to um, as San Antoine. I know me and him have both dabbled in the CS, CS stuff. Um, I thought about sitting for that test and taking, but like, for me, I almost felt like I wouldn't need it because it's like, I knew everything from prior knowledge. And then also when I was in PT school, cause they also like tied up some loose ends too. Um, but with that also being said too, though, PTs are, should be aware and are aware of when we hit that point in therapy to where it's like, all right, we're not going to use this you know, 50 pound kettlebell, we're just gonna send you off because you're, you're good to go, but you still need to continue strengthening. Like I have a rotator cuff patient, we are nearing the end with him, but he's not, you know, his strength isn't where it needs to be fully, but from a functional standpoint, from a strengthening standpoint, he's pretty darn close to where he should be. So this is that point in his 
rehab where it's like, all right, now's the point where we find you a really good trainer or we go over exercise for you to keep doing at the gym. So that way you can, you know, get over that last little hump because, you know, we see the light at the end of the tunnel and this is the part where you're, you're like discharging someone off to the gym. And this is where it's also very important and critical to, for you to like know your area and know the physical or not the uh, personal trainers or the, the coaches in your area, because these are the people that you trust that you can send your patients to afterwards that they'll be able to, you know, finish out the rest of the ride. Cause I mean, they, they are, our careers actually are a little bit more intertwined than what people want to give it credit for. It really is. Yeah. Well, even with, um, I'm trying to think, who's the, the name of the physical therapist behind uh, Squat University? I can't think of his um, name. Someone find hold it. Hold on, I'm gonna figure it out real quick. Um, because he, he's he's a P, he is a, a DPT, but same thing. He he has his CSCS, and he actually deals with one of the former um, or current strongman competitors, and um, which I'm blanking on his name too. Um, Doctor Aaron Hor Horshig. Yes. Hor and, some some foreign. Yeah. <laughs> and and who's the um. Who's the uh, power? The no, not power. The uh, strongman competitor that he's been working with. Uh, uh, Nick Best. Nope. Oh, I thought he was working with Nick Best. Martins uh, Leeches, I think is what it is. Um, so I mean, he he went to a PT. I mean, he's getting worked with by a PT. So you have a guy who does nothing but lifts and moves you know, severely heavy weight <laughs> and his body's under continuous stress and damage, but he's worked on getting him so mobile mm -hmm. and so strong that he can continue that cycle every year. And I mean, you know, you have, you have those guys, especially with any program, any, what, any professional program. They have a line of doctors and physicians of all practices to make sure that they're doing, you know, that the athlete can compete and produce. And so I think that's the weird part is people never think of going to a PT to help with an impingement, going to a PT to help with an imbalance. Um, I think, you know, the, the argument's always for a chiropractor and a quick fix you know, and I think there's Ooh. a time. There's I, a, I'm not going to get on that soapbox. Don't, don't. No, no, no. Because I'm, <laughs> exactly. that I'm actually going to bring that up. I, 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 I was, was going to say. I, I've been waiting. I've been because, waiting because I know how. Let's set up. Where's my I know how passionate Brandon is on this topic. So. I know how passionate Brandon is on the topic. Let so me finish my part I, real quick. Okay, Hang go on ahead, now. Yeah, Dang. Go ahead. My bad. Go ahead. I, go ahead. I, I know you want to pound. Just wait there. All right. <laughs> so I what I was going to say actually was I think there's a time and place for it. Where when you have a PT is someone that is maybe consistently playing. You know, you might look at a collegiate athlete, a semi-pro professional athlete. But then you have someone like Sanchuan who goes, oh, my hips are out. I can't wait to go see the chiropractor. And I'm going to get reset. I'm going to be good for a month. Now you can go. I'm going to just say one thing. <laughs> Using that line, my hips oh, yeah. are out. Okay, so. Wait, 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 wait. I, let, let me just get this up. If there is something wrong with your car and you go to the same mechanic for 10, 15 years to fix that one thing on your car and it don't get fixed, do you stick with them or do you get a new mechanic? 
<laughs> I buy a new okay, type of so car because like that I'm car ain't lasting that well. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm pushing the subject a little bit because, okay, so one of the things that I've learned as strength conditioning coach is you need all of those elements. Now, I know talking to certain PTs that they, they don't believe in collecting, you know, collecting all your gems, you know, all over the place, you know, being like Thanos. But like, but <laughs> there, I believe there is a well. There, if you get to the certain point that you are, either was a big time uh, athlete, because I know there's some big time uh, still athletes that you know that are that are done with. They have regular careers, but they're doing stuff. You know, they're running like those big old marathon races, and they're you know people like me that do Olympic weightlifting, and the people that do powerlifting. But I I believe in you have a great coach that coaches you in your sport. If you need a nutritionist, you have that piece. If you need a physical therapist, which mine is Brandon currently, and I may have to switch soon, but um, (laughs) 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 sorry, Travis, you're not here yet. But um, so uh, (laughs) (laughs) we love you, Brandon, but uh, you getting put on the uh, top shelf. I know, but uh, you know, family's family. But uh, but you know, you have your physical therapist, you have your chiropractor. If you need the um the O, uh, what is it, OT uh, for um stuff like that with your foot but i don't have those type of problems but i feel like you need that well rounded like type of deal now so so as a coach i'm going to ask you professionally as a coach what do you feel like when we have an uh when we have a client when we have an athlete who what are the certain injuries that need to go to certain people and you have to add in chiropractor i know how you feel about that but you have to add that in like when do we say okay, you need to go to PT. When do we say, okay, you need to go to OT? When do we say, okay, go to a chiropractor, get a quick fix, boom, get reset. But, you know, we need to make sure you're doing these other things as well. So now I'm pushing it back on you. Just like you said, you have to know who to go to. Right. Certain PTs. So now tell us, who do we go to as those doctors? As a coach, who do I tell these people to go to during these certain acute injuries or, you know, bigger injuries? Okay. I just want to say as my disclaimer, I do not hate chiropractors or anything. Never have, never will say that. But never I might say disagree that. with Whoops. I might disagree with a few things that they do, but I'm sure they also disagree with a few things that I do. Um, you know, I think it's just the way the the world turns. Um, my thing with No, I was gonna say I've never met a chiropractor that disagrees with PT, but go ahead. Put the pressure on. Uh, I, w- I would say that. So, if you're looking at like acute injuries, oh, well, one thing I will add too is I think chiropractors actually are some of them, not some of them are, are quacks, but there are also some PTs that are quacks. I'm not going to sit here and, you know, throw mud at them and, you know, because we, we got our own dirty dishes. Yeah, we got too. plenty of strength coaches that are crazy too. Yeah. It, and so, like, uh, they're really good at doing like spinal manipulations. So that's something that PTs lack. You know, there are some PTs that are not good at spinal manipulations. Chiropractors are pretty skilled at it for the most part. Um, They do their manipulations slightly different than PTs do, but you know, I won't go down that whole rabbit hole. Um, Going back to, so you got acute injuries. I I mean, I need like some body parts. The body's like very big and broad. Like, okay. So uh, you did track. So let's, you know, uh, lower body injuries, hamstrings, you know, knee, uh, knee is usually a lot of the like injuries that we get. 
no need to go see a chiropractor for that PT. I'm just okay, being, so I'm, I'm being no, 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 you're fine. You know, you're, you're fine. I'm just thinking of other stuff. Okay. So somebody that has uh, a jammed hip, all of a sudden, you know, this just uh, a problem that's been going on for too long. Either one leg is weaker than the other and they started squatting. Now that the weight is going up, now the hip is jammed. Who do they go to? I would still see, uh, I would still say go see a PT because they can do some manual um, mobile or sorry, some joint mobilizations to the hip to help with that hip impingement and also strengthening up any uh, deficits that are within the lower body. So here's, okay. a, here's a big question just to add like a layer to it is, is it a, a joint issue, like a fibrous tissue issue, or is it a muscular issue? So which one, um, like, do you understand really what I mean? Cause yeah. you can't really, you can't really have the bones offset, not, not offset. You can't really have a joint out of line without some kind of imbalance. Oh, Ooh. go down a deep. Now we got them. Now no, we got them. Don't em. have me. I'm about to tell you right here. <laughs> for, for, so when it comes to dealing with alignments, you're going into a very, very deep gray area where there's a lot of really, really smart people that argue about this in research articles all the time about whether or not the hips can actually be, um, aligned or misaligned and you know i don't i can't even see travis's comment as travis is coming but i'm sure travis would like to put his two cents in when we talk about like si joint dysfunction and different things like that you can really I'll fire tell you up when a it lot comes up <laughs> you can really fire up a lot of different people when you talk about that kind of misalignment stuff because the thing you got to realize for some people when they do these manipulations and mobilization this comes from both sides you know like pts and chiropractors you physically don't have enough force to actually shift the like shift the joint, certain joints. You know, as oh, some people would say. I like the way you said it. Sorry, hold it right there. I like the way you said that because mm -hmm. Travis and I had a conversation about that because say he's saying the same thing with chiropractors, same thing with physical therapists. So he's a physical therapist. When we manipulate or y'all, what's the word that y'all use? Manipulate. Uh, okay, when you manipulate the uh, what you're trying to adjust, you may think you're hitting the right area, but mm -hmm. you don't typically know. So like, say if you go to a chiropractor then you know, they're feeling like, you see all these videos on Instagram, TikTok, whatever. They're like, okay, I feel something tender in the C4, C5, C6, whatever. So we're gonna pop this right here. But do you know that you actually hit C4, C5? Because you, you just don't. You may have, you may think you hit that spot, but you may have got an audible sound from C7. And you're way up at, you know, C4, C5. So I'm going to tell you what I learned in a couple of spinal manipulation courses that I've taken on the side. Um, you have no freaking clue where you're at. Because, and the only reason, it, it sucks to say that, but um, they have checked people's, you know, hands all the time. Like they'll actually have them put them ha the hands on like a cadaver or even on a person. And they'll be like, all right, where do you think you are? And then, you know, I'll say C4, C5. And then they look at it on imaging somewhere and people could be way off because, you know, everybody's body is different. Bones and structures are different to every single person. So where my C5 is, is nowhere where you guys, I mean, it's in the general vicinity, but like, See, that was, I was, that's what I was about to say was everyone has that those 24 vertebrae, but not everyone has the same 24 vertebrae. Yeah. Like, I think and, it's the same so thing like, with the hips too, hips and, hips and uh, shoulders. 
So when you, so that, that's the tricky part. So like when I, when I even learned what my spinal manipulations is, we learned that if we're looking to do a lower cervical manipulation, we're going to put our hands in a lower cervical region. Say, I think my hand is right at C4. I'm still going to go through and do the manipulation. I might get three or four pops, but I cannot rightfully say that that actually came from C4. Cause I don't know. I'm not in there physically watching like, Ooh, that one pop, that one pop and that one pop. And you know, that's the other thing that pe people love to pop. You really want to make somebody smile, pop their neck or pop their back. They're like, Ooh, they do like one of those. Like, <laughs> they're so excited about it. Yeah. And, and it kind of, it cracks me up. Cause there's a couple of uh, chiropractors that are like pretty famous for that. Like there's like yeah. that one guy, he wears a microphone in his shirt by the way. Cause nobody sounds that loud when they pop. Just throwing that up. I was wondering that. <laughs> No one right, can which pop one are that loud. Are you talking about the dude that Dr. Snaps? I don't know his name. All I know okay. is his stuff is like everywhere, but like he'll like possibly, he'll like, oh, that was a good one. And I was no, like, you're wearing a microphone. No, no, like, no, no, no. But no, that, that dude, there's just another got a guy that's like that Dr. I think his name on Instagram is like Dr. Snaps or something like that. And every time he, he hits one, he's like, got it. <laughs> All right. So here's what Travis said. Um, misalignment is a vague term. It's such a vague term. There's zero evidence to support looking at a plain film x-ray and finding spinal segments that are out of alignment. There are muscle imbalances, but bottom line is we see through though we see those through looking at functional movement adjustments are broad and research does show that there are automatic physiological changes that cause muscles to relax around the joints. So when you adjust or manipulate something, we try to be as specific as possible, but we do really adjust one segment. So the most appropriate way of judging isn't palpating and saying, wow, your SI is elevated and rotated because the research doesn't support that. Yep. This is where you put your Jordan hands out like, mm, told him. <laughs> <laughs> But like it, it's it, like I said, it's a very gray area though. Like it's it's something that you know probably by the end of my career we'll still be debating on it. It's like one of those things where I don't think there ever will be a true answer for it. Yeah. It's hard because, like you said, you're not actually in there like looking at it and stuff mm -hmm. like that. I'm kind of with Santuan from the standpoint of I think that people, if you have the funds to get multiple people working on your body. If you can afford a strength coach, you can mm -hmm. afford a PT, you can afford a chiropractor, you can afford a nutritionist. Do if you can it. afford all of that, then you need all of that. I yeah. You're going to be like the pro athletes. Like that. that's what makes everything big. I mean, like, even if you want to talk about universities, the universities that have the most money have the most well-rounded sports medicine and strength conditioning. So look at Alabama. If you go in Alabama's weight room, Alabama's weight room facility is what? Uh, I used to know the number of this. It, it's huge. Let's put it way. It's three floors. The second floor you have your nutritionist, dietitian. Renovation. What? Four oh, yeah. years ago or something? Yeah, four years ago. You, was, you got your. You got your <laughs> dietitian. You got your nutritionist. You got your your um your uh, uh the actual cafeteria itself. You have your physical therapies. You have your massage therapists. You have your chiropractors. You, I mean, they even have a barbershop in there. Like, it, it, everything that you need <laughs> is, is, is sports. everything. Sports. Yeah, <laughs> you got to stay sports. fresh. I mean, like, think about it. I mean, I remember, <laughs> like, going, getting on the bus. Like, it's crazy. <laughs> I remember getting on the bus for games, and it was just always, like, warm-up suits and a bag. These guys are getting on buses looking like pro athletes now in suits and ties. I'm like, where but was this when I was in school? That, that's I don't just want the business of sports, though. 
I, I don't want people to sleep on the massage therapist though, because yeah. massage yes. therapist is like that's huge. Because listen, mind you, I'm not I did a admit that earlier. I listen, I haven't went and got like a whole lot of massages, but when, when I do, it's like one of the best feelings ever. Like I'm trying to get to a point where I can incorporate that at least on a monthly basis um, into my uh, fitness regimen, but um, it's huge. So the more you can afford, the more I would say you need to get. Now, let's say you're balling on a budget like most of uh, the world these days. Except for um, Brandon. Uh, I'm, I'm still budgeting. <laughs> <laughs> you, now you get to a point where you need to really evaluate where you need to start. Um, if you just general population and you're just trying to figure some stuff out and you really just looking to get in shape, yes, go find your strength coach. Uh, go find your personal trainer. Um, that's a good starting point for you. If you get into that, once you get into that kind of world and you say, okay, this exercise hurts, this exercise hurts, now let's go branch off and find you a physical therapist. Um, or let's say uh, you're starting out, go starting all the way back over. You're starting out in you just need a quick fix for something. There's a little discomfort in your spine or whatever. You just need a nice little quick pop, pop. You go find you a nice little chiropractor just for the short-term game. Now you go find you a physical therapist once you're done with that chiropractor. Right. You feel good now, but you don't want that bad feeling to come back. So now you go find you a physical therapist. As you're working with your physical therapist, you're building up funds to go find you a strength coach. Um, so I think you just it comes to evaluating where you're at and what you need. Um, most people... I think a good starting point would be to either find you a strength coach or a physical therapist first. Um, and then they can probably point you in the right direction of where you actually need to be starting. Um, Cause if you come to find a strength the right coach, physical therapist, say that again. I was saying find the right physical therapist. Like, right. Yeah, you go to right. The right Cause I mean, like, like, like Brandon said, there's different branches of physical therapy. Like if you're looking to do CrossFit and you come to our gym, then you're, you're in the wrong spot. Um, or if, if you're looking to do, um, I mean, you can, I guess you could come try powerlifting if you're training for strong man is not necessarily what we do, but, um, I mean, I guess there's some things we can help you out with, but I mean, you got to find a coach, um, that is doing what you're looking for. Like, um, one of you guys, I think Brandon said it, you're looking for volleyball. You're not going to go to a swim coach. Same with physical therapy. Like you, you got to make sure you're going to the right place and ask that professional, this is what I'm looking for. Am I in the right place? Don't just assume that they're going to tell you if you're in the right place. Cause some of them ain't going to tell you. Some of them ain't going to tell you that they don't know what they're talking about and they don't know what they're doing. Um, unless you ask like, well, that's the, the answer you'll get. That's not necessarily what I specialize in, but yes, I can help you. At that point, red flags should go off. I got, okay, so who do you know that specializes in this? And that's where you need to go find. And to give like or another you, another step to that, you know, it's the whole idea of the budget and everything. You know, if you have the funds, do it. Really, really do it. Because for me personally, someone that has, you know, more, we'll say, blood and cardiac issues we'll say just a couple um it's a very very scary thing to have something internal that you cannot touch and you cannot understand it and if yeah. you can go get someone to help you understand that because just like brandon was saying with like we don't have there's not enough force to physically move the joint how you want it then if you can't do that with something you can actually hold on to what do you think is happening inside like your rib cage. What do you think is happening within your heart, your lungs, your digestive digestive system, 
you know, and everything else when you can't physically go in and work on it yourself. Right. Yeah. So it really, it really does come down to, you know, if we, if, if, man, if we all had the budget, I'd pay for someone to cook my meals. Of course. I mean, <laughs> no, here's, here's another thing that we're omitting too. So to, you know, Brandon has definitely helped me out a lot during the years. I mean, Brandon, I mean, I hate to say this, but him and I stayed in the training room a lot as athletes. Like, I don't know what it, I don't know if it's like the Stanley curse or whatever, but um, <laughs> we, like I, like I said, I've talked about, I wanted to be an athletic trainer because I was in the training room so much uh, back in the day. But like the one biggest thing that I've learned throughout the years, because Brandon has helped me out with my shoulders with Olympic weightlifting. It's a lot of overhead stuff. It's a lot of shoulder movement. So I had to do a lot of dry needling. One of the things that he has always asked me every time before he's about to put a needle in, do you stretch? And I'm always like, yeah, 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 yeah I stretch. You know, well, you know, I do a couple things here and there. Yeah, whatever. As a coach, that sounds very bad because, yes, I, I preach stretching all the time because I understand why it's so important. But that's one of the things, too, that's going to keep you away from going to a PT, going to a chiropractor. A lot of people don't understand the main reasons why we stay hurt is because I'm all of our mobility. Now, there are certain, I'm not taking away from PT, don't get me wrong. There are certain reasons that you definitely need to go to a PT because your body will break down at certain points. But stretching is a huge part. Now, for me to be 270 pounds, and I'm, I'm, if you ever met me, yes, I'm, I'm a little bulky and whatever, but stretching for me is a big a little bit, yeah. Well, stretching for me is <laughs> stretching for me is a big deal. Now that I've been doing yoga, which I've kind of slacked off the last two weeks, but now the fact that I've been doing yoga, Brandon, how many times have I called you to do dry needling? Uh, you got to think about it. Like I used to be like every week, hey man, I need some help. <laughs> my hips hurt. My yeah, my man, knee you're hurt. Hurting his bank account. <laughs> like my knees hurt, my uh, my uh, my shoulder hurt, my wrist hurt. This, you know, it's always something dissonant this and that because weightlifting is weightlifting is is one of the safest sports out there. Don't get me wrong. People be like, oh man, but you're throwing so much weight over your head. You're doing this, you're doing that. But weightlifting in in an overall hall is one of the safest sports out there to be a part of. But if you're not focusing on your mobility, if you're not taking time to do prehab, which I would not suggest you just going to watch videos on Instagram or on TikTok and be like, ooh, that looks cool. Let me do that. Ooh, that no, you Horrible. probably need to do that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like you need to do, you need to get evaluated so that you know exactly what areas that you actually need to work on. Because there's been plenty of times that I'll be like, man, hey, something's wrong with my shoulder. My, uh, I feel like I got like, and I uh, feel like I got like a, a, a air bubble underneath my scapula. And talking with Brandon and another physical therapist, they're like, dude, relax your neck. It had nothing to do with my arm. It was the muscles in my neck and stuff like that. So I had like to do this little weird exercise. It's like I feel like T pain, dude. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> but once I once I did that, like it was like the air bubble was gone. Like I it was like something that I couldn't get to pop. But then that all was the thing that freaked me out when I, I had a PT first tell me that. Yeah, the same thing. But, it's voodoo. <laughs> so. so I mean, like, so I, I mean, I'll let you expand on that a little bit more, Brandon. But like, a lot of times where we feel pain, it's not always the origin. So, what do you have to tell people about that? Like, um, as far as like, do, is there a scale? Like, say with gyms, like I know some people are. 
here or there about FMS. Yes, we use FMS because that's about as far as we can go when it comes to prehab, rehab type stuff, exercises as far as from a strength coach. I mean, obviously, if you need real evaluation, you need to go to a physical therapist. So what's your um, what's your take on that? Brent? Um, I think prehab is very important, especially in um, well, actually, even with you too, less uh, you and Anthony. Um, it's cause y'all coach a lot of, uh, girls, like girls, basketball, girls and volleyball. I mean, it's very, it's a pretty good chance that one of them could tear their ACL like every single year. And one of the best ways you can prevent that is, you know, prehab. So, uh, I think prehab is something that's not taken seriously. Um, Oh, hold on, hold on. Just for the people that don't understand, explain what prehab is. So prehab is preventative, um, Preventative exercise, we'll just say that, because it could be a combination of stretching and strengthening, a little bit of strengthening, and then muscle control exercises that help warm the body up for different positions and different stresses that will be on the tissues. So I think that's probably like the most, probably like the best concise way to kind of like explain how prehab works or what the whole plan is with prehab. So if you're someone that does a lot of um, cutting or you have to do things that are explosive, you might want to look at doing more plyos, having them being able to adjust to landing on one leg, to moving laterally from side to side. So that way, when you, when you don't, when you get in the game, you're not out there looking like Booby Miles Friday Night Lights. Oh, I just had to reference that. I've been waiting to use that all day. If you want to win, put Booby in. <laughs> but I mean, think about it. A great example of that is in the movie. You literally watch Booby walk out of the weight room, sound like, uh, gosh, what was it? Cross Bill Cosby, you know, he's talking like Bill Cosby and he's just joking and playing around. And how many times do we all know somebody that's like that? I used to be that person half the time and look at where it got me. I'm a PT now. It's not a good idea, guys. You up on this call. <laughs> so, yeah. So think about, think about, um, here's another part to it too. Like athletes that, that feel like, what we do as strength and conditioning is doesn't need to happen or if they need to talk to the at and athletic trainer and like they're they're like oh no i don't need to do that i don't know do that like how huge is it to actually weight lift how huge is it actually to be in contact with your athletic trainer how huge is it to be in contact with a physical therapist to keep you on the field or court whatever whatever sport you're in um on the track what have you because I know a lot of people that have uh, even adults that are, you know, the weekend warriors that I like, I love to call them the weekend warriors. You know, they're like, ah, oh, you know, I'm going to go run these many eight miles, this, and this, and that. But then I'll talk to them and be like, all right, so what are you doing for strength? strength you know, strength condition. Obviously, your condition is what you're doing right now. But what are you doing for strength? Ah, I don't need to do that. I don't need to wait. I need to keep my body lean. That was one of the biggest fights with uh, cross country when I was in college. Like, uh, you know, he's a Hall of Fame uh, cross-country coach. I give it to him. He was great. But when it came to the weight room, once, maybe twice a week. Maybe. Maybe once. Sometimes not even all. And I, and I get, you know, if you have meets, because track is weird, especially indoor. You know, they have a meet on a Wednesday. Then they have a meet on uh, meets on the weekends, what have you. So you kind of fig- trying to figure out when you're going to get them in. But, like, this type of stuff, like, like we – we as a whole like we've been talking about this the whole time as a whole we all mesh together we keep you in the sport of play there's a reason why only certain people make it to pro because they have to have that mindset that they need all of these different things to stay intact 
right. So I have a, I have one off, um, like kind of off topic, but it still goes along the lines of like out of your scope. Um, so I've recently heard a coach that took over a soccer program around here and is starting to make it mandatory for them to follow a certain diet. Now they're females and it's, I think it was along the lines of a vegan or vegetarian diet. Now, just from my general knowledge, I know that's just so dangerous. Yeah. I mean, just as as a PT, I mean, all the strength coaches, you know, three of us down here, we, we, we understand the, with the female triad and all that, and it's going to take a while to describe everything that deals with it sometimes, but um, we understand how important nutrition is. But from a PT stance, like when you educate them and you hear something like this, what's your response? Um, so we'll say like I had one of those athletes on the team, like in my office, you know, I, I would think it'd be very important to have a discussion with that patient and even that patient's parent. Cause I think you said it's like a high school team. So more than likely the parent would be there too. And my advice would be, I wouldn't necessarily go down that route because that's very, very sticky and it can lead to other issues that, you know, weren't there in the beginning. Cause you're, you're talking about literally, you can create a complex in someone by doing that, especially at an early age when, you know, high school is already a weird enough time anyway in your life. I mean, I think we all been there, you know, where it's like, I'm so weird, you know, like what's going on, like one of those kind of things. And you're going to magnify that because I'm sure. So on this team, we'll just say there's like 20 girls on the team, at least 10 of them for sure are going to follow it to the T. And then you're looking at them possibly, you know, bullying the other ones for not following it or blaming them for why they're not winning games because of this imaginary diet that they think is going to, you know, help them win. And it's, it's not that I shouldn't say it like that. I shouldn't say that it won't help them win or anything like that, but I just think there's better routes to take than to do that, especially when you're dealing with female athletes because um, it has to be done differently because you run the risk of creating more problems that lead to potentially um, psychological damage, uh, physical damage. Cause you know, they're not, if they're not say they're not following that diet to the T and they're only eating like once a day or something. Now they're not getting the nutrients that they need to be as strong as they need to be. So you're looking well, at like, even, even if they are doing the diet correctly by what they wanted, what if it, you know, they don't, they're not getting the actual nutrients that they need. Yeah. They I think that's, it to, they could be following it the way they think is the correct way to do it. But being a vegetarian or vegan is a very strict diet to follow because you have to do it in a manner that gives you everything that you need, which mm -hmm. a lot of people don't realize whenever you do it, doing that kind of a diet, they think as long as you're eating vegetables, you're, you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. So if you give an athlete that kind of a task and they're like, well, if I'm going to be vegan or vegetarian, you know, I'm just going to go out and eat all these vegetables. And then there's so many nutrients and stuff that you're missing out on. So they think they're doing the right thing, but they're not. So in, in turn of missing out on the things that their body needs, then you are also increasing the chance of injury. You're increasing the chance of something internally going wrong with their organs, like whether it's breathing, cardiac related, or just, any muscular, um, mm -hmm. anything in general, cramping, something, even, even just cramping, um, you're running the risk of so much going wrong when you give someone a specific diet to follow that they haven't had to follow before. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and, I mean, and obviously, uh, I will say this for some people out there that may take that the wrong way. You can be a vegetarian or a vegan athlete. Yes. But, you know, the biggest thing is that we're trying to say here is that you have to do it the right way, just like anybody else that does any other diet. Everything has to be done the right way because there are several pro athletes out there, you know, uh, Venus Williams, you know, Kendrick Ferris, uh, trying to think, uh, uh, Colin Kaepernick, David Hay, you know, there's so Mike Tyson, you know, there's so many different vegetarians. There's some um, strong men. That are oh, yeah, there's, yeah, there's strong men. There's bodybuilders that are, um, that are vegetarians. The state that are vegan, falls you know, on the education like of it. Right. Yeah, it, it, but you have to do it for one on your terms. It shouldn't be something that's forced on you. Yes. And also, you have to have been done, done some research on it. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know you're doing it the right way. Yeah. Right. So just to, I just wanted to pick your brain on that one because I know that's that in itself is a topic that we could go hours on. So yeah, um, yeah I don't, I don't think it's a good idea. That'd be my two cents on that. Yeah, think that's no, that's fine. That's, <laughs> yeah, because I, 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 I know you've encountered those things here and there. I just want to know as a PT, how do you, how do you uh, discuss it? So one thing, and I know this is kind of going a little bit off topic that I have noticed is like when you get some, I had a guy, he was uh, playing high school football. Uh, this is about a, oh, about two years ago, I think. Um, this guy was doing like crazy stuff. Like, you know, like he was working out like twice a day. Um, he was just pounding all this food and everything. And he's like, I can't figure out why I'm not getting better. I keep getting hurt. You know, it's like, if it's not one thing, then it's another thing. If it's not one thing, then it's another thing. And it's like, you run into those situations in a clinic all the time when really it's like, you have to sit those patients down and like talk to them about how, you know, talking about recovery, rest. Those are different concepts that people don't understand. Um, and then especially when it comes to dealing with in, in the sporting realm, a lot of times people get it confused where, oh, well, I've been going to the gym and I'm like benching 315 or I'm doing this, I'm doing that. And then their sport <laughs> involves a lot of running. That 315 bench press ain't going to help you run fast. You know, it's, <laughs> it's just like, it's like one of those things like that's cute, but like you're not beating. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how you hurt someone's feelings. <laughs> I mean, it's, sometimes you have to, I mean, you, you got to know your patient, but like sometimes yeah. you got those heart to hearts with them where you're like, hey, you know, nobody cares like how much you can bench or squat. They only care about if you can perform on game day. You're not going to be able to perform if you keep having knee tendonitis because you won't do the little things because you refuse to, to warm up before every game or every practice, you refuse to do recovery after every practice. After you have a hard practice, you put so much stress on those tissues and those tendons, like eventually they break down. I mean, anytime you work out, you're breaking your body down anyway. And this is where the recovery comes in at because your body, if you properly work out, you are going to wreck and destroy your body. And I mean that in the nicest way possible. But you have to do, you have to have your nutrition on point and you also have to have your recovery on point so the body can heal itself. Cause your body's gonna, as you're sleeping, your body's sitting there thinking like, man, we really got beat up. We're weak. We need to rebuild ourselves. And that's where it gets to work. It starts patching up everything and that's how you get stronger. That's how you get bigger. So one day you're out there doing everything that you imagine you could do. And, and it's literally, it's all the little things. And that's, that's something. I know people hate me always saying that, but I'm like, it's literally the little things that take you to the next level. I know, I know we're getting close to the end of time. So Brandon, what are some action steps that you have for the people out there watching um, as far as, you know, 
what you know just what what are your action steps for people um my action steps would be i mean you know i've been thinking about this like all day and you know i i would say probably you know we still still working on it <laughs> but like all jokes aside though i would say that um listening to your body when something doesn't feel right with your body talk to someone and by talk to someone you can like speaking to you guys first if it's out of your realm you know i would expect you guys to send it off to the next person or have that person seek out a physical therapist or a chiropractor if they prefer you know I'll be nice they can um call and say, hey, can I just, you know, have a quick consult? Cause you know, my knee, say I ran like 10 miles the other day, my knee's been feeling weird or my foot's been feeling weird. And this has been going on for the past two, three weeks. And I don't really know what I did wrong. Go get that quick free consult. It's free. It's not gonna cost you anything. It's free, free 99. Can't beat that. It's better than free, free earth. <laughs> free 50 free. <laughs> And so it's like, I mean, there, there's a lot of help that's out there. Like, don't don't hesitate to try to reach out because physical therapists want to help. They want to help you. Strength coaches want to help. They want to help you too. So I would just say, uh, you know, take care of your body. If something doesn't feel right, get it looked at. There's nothing wrong with that. And then even for the ones that are doing great, it doesn't hurt for you still to go seek out help in other areas to help enhance what you're already doing. Because even though you're doing good right now why not go be great go be great you know go look at that great. dropping gems look at that uh -huh. but i tell you that you know it's, it's always big you know a lot of times it's funny how all of our podcasts circle around the same thing there is to be great you have to understand that you need to do all these aspects of life you got to find a great coach you if you need physical therapy find a great physical therapist if you if you need nutrition because your nutrition sucks find a nutritionist that can help you if you, you know, if you're trying to sharpen your skills, find a skills coach like Anthony or Lester, you know, there's just so many different things that we keep wrapping around. And I hope y'all are getting it by now because I forget what episode are we on? 13, 14? Oh, uh, 15 or 16, actually. I'm way off. So, so it's that big of a deal, guys. Like we've 16 episodes in and we're still saying the same thing over and over, but we have a different person every time. And they still, we're not telling these people to tell you this. This is what we know. This is why we provide this service. And you can always learn something. Yeah. Always learn something. And here's 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 my my pitch to everyone is learn how to do the intro like Coach Santorum. All right. When, when he no claps, intro is better than When he claps, man, it's like it's like Thor himself is in here. You I'll tell you what. Song. There's, only, there's only two people out there that have a better intro than me. Deion Sanders and Ricky Sapp. I have to give it to him. Ricky Sapp is yeah. Wake you up. Uh, <laughs> oh, and when when we get him on here, oh my God, it's gonna be a fight for oh, for attention. Be, that yeah, we're gonna be like talking over each other. Oh my, <laughs> I'm just gonna sit here. That's all that's gonna happen. <laughs> I'm just gonna sit all here, right. and uh, we're just gonna have fun. So until then, until next week, same time, Brandon. Thank you again. Really appreciate it. No uh, I hope I answered everybody's questions. Yes, yes. Coming all, through for the physical therapist. We always love having the more uh, athletic Stanley on the call. So um, had to do it while he's here because I'm going to catch I crap do, for I do, I do have a conference title, and I was all conference. 
uh, multiple years. Just throwing that. Like out. I said, Brandon is was is was. I don't know about now. Is was he is was the better athlete of us two. I I will admit that. I will admit that. Finally, it took only like thirty years. <laughs> so. I will admit, Brandon was the better athlete. <laughs> oh, and thank you so much, Travis, because you really fueled this 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 discussion. Um, I really uh, did help us uh, to kind of turn over some rocks and look at certain things. So you know, a good idea too, just so. Actually, you should get uh, Travis up here too. Me and Travis have a conversation, or we do. A you can PC. bring a chiropractor up here, and then I would love to have a you know just a decent conversation. A decent. Then y'all right. just gonna y'all just gonna take us completely out. I know. No, it's just gonna, it'll be simple. It'll be a simple conversation. <laughs> y'all can have your own podcast for that. Just call it pops and stretches. I like it. I like the sound. Right. Of that. I'm dead. All right. I'll see you. We're gonna we're gonna call it there. Everyone have a good night and see you next Sunday, 7 o'clock.